You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. All right, welcome into another Wildcat Three Mall bonus pod edition. I am your host, Cole Manbeck, joined as always by a former K State men's basketball player and partner at Wildcat NIL, Pearson McAtee. As uh, we're here to assess the first couple weeks of Big 12 play, Pearson and I did our kickoff show actually just before the UCF game at Kansas State dominated 77 to 52, and it's been Quite a fun ride to start Big 12 play as uh, Kansas State sits at 14-4 and four overall and 4-1 and one in league play. And Pearson, as we look back over the last couple of weeks to start Big 12 play, just to kick things off, what, what has impressed you most about what this team has accomplished in the first couple of weeks of league action? Yeah, I mean, I would say just the ability to... Uh... The ability to, to close games, I think everyone can agree that that we want Texas Tech back, um, and that one stood out. But but to go through league play, no matter what the schedule looks like, and to be four and one at this point, um, I mean that's the, those are the teams that are get get in the tournament, have good seating in the tournament to make it a long way. It's the ones that can prove to to finish games even on nights where you're not at your best. Um, you know, battled a little bit with Oklahoma State and. And obviously, one one with with Baylor that we didn't think we were going to win the way we we kind of played right towards the end of regulation and, and kind of the start of overtime. So, be able to finish those games and you know those kind of under under one or two possession games is going to be crucial if we want to you know continue that to to make the tournament and then get a higher seed. Well, and we all know Jerome Tang ten and zero in the first two years in overtime, which is an insane stat. And I think I also saw a stat from John Rothstein uh, after the game on Saturday against Oklahoma State that he's now 10 and four in games decided by five points or less. And I want to ask you just about the ability of this team to close out close games. What what do you think the impact was? So so there were some of those games early in the year that I know fans were a little bit frustrated with that were closer than probably expected to be. But you wondered down the road if it would pay dividends, you know, that this team was used to playing in tight situations against a variety of opponents. How important was that in helping this team, you think, close out games now to start league play? I mean, it's massive. Um, when you get in this league, obviously, the the conference ones are going to outweigh most non-conference matchups. And that game that we dropped against Nebraska that everyone thought was, you know, a really bad loss is, is turning to look even better and better. You know, a team that can go and, and beat Purdue by, you know, by over 15 pretty handily. They obviously can hang with anyone. Um, so just getting battle tested early in the non-conference is always helpful. I think, Cole, you know, we talked about it a bunch on the last pod, uh, just going through the experience that these guys needed to continue to get with each other. Um, rolling with with injuries, obviously guys in and out that we were expecting to have there. Um, they're starting to get some more confidence, starting to be able to mesh well together and and play with a bunch of different combinations of guys on the floor. I think just just the more practices, the more games these guys get under the belt, the more comfortable they're going to get. Um, and it's exciting to see to, to start conference play four and one. I mean, that's that's a kudos to them to, to, on sticking together and and just kind of rolling with the punches. K State's held their opponents over the last ten or eleven games to around thirty seven percent from the floor. In fact, going into the Oklahoma State game, Pearson. According to Bart Torvik, K-State had been the third best defense in the country over a 10-game stretch. What what makes this team so good defensively? 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I love watching last year's team. Uh, it was a, definitely a spark, a different offense than, than what I played with. But but the old, you know, Bruce Weber defense wins games, how we won our championship. I mean, I, I love seeing the team that's able to guard this year. Um, I think a lot of it is it's just energy and effort. I mean, you've seen this team rebound so much better than last year. It was it's been pretty obvious obvious that that was a, that was an emphasis in the offseason. Um, you know, they're able to go out and finish off possessions and and continue to run the floor on offense like we did last year. So um, to have to have difference makers like like Cam Carter having more confidence to step up to guard the the guy he needs to. I mean, Dorian Finisher, someone that no one was really expecting to play this well. Um, that that dude guards and, and he runs up and down the floor. He'll be the guy that goes and gets the lob dunk, and then he's the first one back on defense. I mean, you just don't see that um, from guys when they get a big play on the offensive rim. So they're bought in, being nine deep. Um, you know, sometimes even ten deep in conference play. These guys know they're fighting for minutes every game they can. Um, so it's kind of cool to see everyone kind of step up on the on the defensive side, even though we are still skilled on the offensive side. Well, you bring up Bruce Weber, actually, and I think we I made this comparison to somebody else after the Baylor game. I think it was John Kurtz who had came down on the court after the game and we were talking, and and I had said, you know, this kind of reminds me of one of those Bruce Weber teams that was defense first, offense sometimes. Yeah. Now, look, you guys had good offenses as well, very talented offensive players, but defense was the, the mentality for a couple of those teams. How would you compare this team to, to some of the teams that you were on in the Bruce Weber era? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's uh... – it's up there with with the best teams we had. I mean, when we got into you know Barry Brown as a senior, Xavier Sneed, Dean Wade. I mean, those types of guys. We were botted on all levels. Uh, I mean, we're we're winning games where we're only scoring you know upper forties and points. So that's a different breed, a different level. We don't need to rehash that. But um, you know, they're just locked in. You know, they're they're really sticking with their principles. If you watch them, um, it's kind of that Texas Tech and Baylor kind of started this, where you're pushing everything to the baseline. You're going to have help there. Um, you're not getting beat on screens. Um, there's really never a time where uh, there's a straight line drive in a basket. It's always got to be two or three passes to get a bucket for the opponents. And every time you can just create more passes or or another you know shot opportunity uh, that's going to be outside the pain. I mean, obviously, the better off we're going to be, and that's that's proved to be great for us thus far. I think when we talked last time, Pearson, we were addressing the depth of this team a little bit early on and wondering if they had enough bodies uh, to maintain the toll and wear and tear a Big 12 play. And K-State has three of the top four guys in minutes played in league play, actually, and Arthur Kaluma, Tyler Perry, and Cam Carter on the season, all above 35 minutes per game. But it does feel like they have built a little bit more depth over the last couple of weeks. You hit on Dorian Fenister. Jarrell Colbert also has been playing double-digit minutes over the last couple of games. Maybe just expand on on what you've seen and been impressed by with Dorian and then also Jarrell and what he's doing well on the court. Yeah, Dorian to just stay the course. I mean, I don't think anyone was really expecting him to come in and make an impact. And he obviously stayed ready um, and didn't have to just get ready in the moment. He's He's been preparing for this for a long time, as you've heard the coaches and, and his players have confidence in him. Uh, for him to take that shot in the corner at, at the end of the, the Baylor game, I mean, that is – that just shows the true confidence he has in, in his ability. And he's just going to continue to get better and better. So that's been awesome to see. Uh, I'd say one of the things that I would say really helps with on our depth, or I guess is going to help going forward, is we have to, guys, we have, to have guys that continue to stay ready. Um, it's going to be really hard for them to, to, or really easy for them to get kind of down on each other uh, or down on themselves uh, for not playing a couple minutes. So I know Dorian wasn't feeling too great this last game. And so, um, didn't get the minutes that he wanted. You know, he has to come back and wipe that from his memory. 
because um, who knows, he may be, you know, create a matchup problem or something along those lines. You know, a day-to-day Ames. McCaleb Rich, even, I know he's, his minutes have gone down significantly, but you never know that game where you have to step in. Uh, throwing Taj Manning in there at the end. We have to continue to have these guys kind of that that 7-8 on the roster through 10-11. They've got to stay ready every game to be, you know, to play those double-digit minutes. It's not going to be consistent. It's going to be dependent on the matchup and how well they're playing at the moment. RJ Jones hit that big three against Baylor, and I, I think we all agree they probably don't win that game if he doesn't hit that three in the corner in overtime, and he buries it. He, it was his first points, I think, in over a month. He'd hardly played over that last four-week period. How big of a shot do you think that was for RJ, his confidence, his mentality moving forward? He saw his minutes uptick in the Oklahoma State game on Saturday. I know he didn't hit all his shots that he would have loved to, but played double-digit minutes, and, and he's had this huge smile on his face. And he always seems like a happy guy, but you could tell that shot against Baylor meant a lot to him. That really helped contribute to a win. I mean, just the significance of him hitting that shot obviously helped lead K-State to a win, but what do you think of the significance of making a shot like that, feeling like you contributed to a win as a younger player and what that can do for your mindset moving forward? It's going to be huge for his level of confidence. I mean, shooters are, are as good as what, how they believe in themselves. And for him to hit that shot, in that moment, you know, it just proved and reiterated to himself that I can do this. I'm here for this reason. I'm here for this moment. You know, Cam Carter, I think that was right after he fouled out um, in overtime there. I mean, you're missing a, a veteran guy, a, a double-digit score um, that's going out in overtime. You would think that, you know, you'd come in and feel all this pressure. Well, he obviously shrugged that off and, and knocked it down like it was nothing. Um, so for a guy like that and a guy like, you know, the game Dorian had uh, earlier in Big 12 play to get to get those kind of, okay, you know, I can do this. I can see the ball go through. I can see my minutes in a game where I play well and I'm really locked in. Um, just to have that proof of concept as a young player uh, it is, is massive for their confidence for the rest of the season. Well, I'll ask you one more question before we toss the break real quick, but, and this is a big question. I mean, Arthur Kaluma on Saturday against Oklahoma State, 23 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. Seven rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks. He filled the stat sheet. He's been playing terrific basketball for quite some time now. And in fact, over his last 10 games, Pearson, he's 22 of 44 from three. He's really expanded his game. He hasn't been a great three-point shooter in his career looking back in his first two years at Creighton, but now he's 41% from three on the season. Just what have you seen from Kaluma's development over the last few weeks and, and how big is his has you have you seen him improve in terms of just shooting the basketball and, and all the variety factors of his game? Yeah, I mean he's he is easily our most skilled player on this team. It may look uh, a little bit different because he's not as explosive. You know, he's got more of a, a methodical kind of shot fake, uh, really calculated in, in what he's doing. Um, for him to be able to have these games back to back, it's truly shown that that he listened to Coach Tang earlier this year, buying into the program, finding your spots. I know we talked about that. The last time I was on here for, for Cam Carter, Arthur Kaluma, or even Tyler Perrigny, those guys, they obviously leave minutes for a reason. We have to have them perform well every single game to have a chance in this league. And so if, as long as they don't play lead ball and the, they find those spots they're comfortable with, whether that's in transition on the wing and a certain set or action, um, you've seen Arthur find those spots these last couple of games, and you can just tell how confident and how easy it looks to come to him out there. Uh, he's going to be a big time player for us. And, and personally, I love the old man ball. I love this <laughs> methodical shot, fake spin, look like you're moving slow out there. I mean, it's kind of shades of, of Georgia's kneeing in a way. I know those body types are a little bit different, but uh, I, I kind of love seeing that old man ball every now and again. 
Well, I mean, on that note, Pearson, with, with how he is shooting the ball from three, I mean, that shot fake maybe wasn't quite as effective early in the year because teams wanted to dare him to shoot the three just because he'd been 26% as a freshman and 31% as a sophomore creating from beyond the arc. But now that he is consistently just drilling three after three over the last four or five weeks, just more, how much more effective does that make that shot fake and his ability then to use his size and athleticism to get to the rim? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. You, you've seen when he gets going downhill, I mean, you're, you're not going to stop him or he's going to be able to pivot, shift his weight, whatever it is, spin out of it. He uses his body so well. Um, they're having to start and go out and guard that and, and really, you know, close out hard. And so, you know, those times that, that they're closing out short, he's obviously proven he can continue to knock it down. I mean, those stats, every single scouting report that these teams go through for the rest of the year, it's going to see, you know, over 50% of Big 12 play, whatever those numbers, you know, as long as they're staying around that range, it's going to say shooter, shooter, shooter first, uh, you know, right hand dribble, spin move, whatever it may be. Um, it's going to say shooter on there and they're going to keep closing out harder and harder. It's just going to make, you know, make it easier on a shot. They kind of uh, drive the move. Great stuff, and we will uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the last couple of weeks for K-State men's basketball and also hit on a couple of Wildcat NIL topics with Pearson. But before we do that, we, as always, got to tell you about our friends over at Homefield Apparel, homefieldapparel.com, one of our main partners here on 3Maw and terrific partners with 40 K-State items on their website at homefieldapparel.com. Vintage, retro, sleek, super comfortable gear, a ton of hoodies on there, a ton of retro t-shirts. Uh, they got a bomber jacket with Pennant Willie as well. Lavender bomber jacket that uh, John Kurtz frequently rocks as well. If you want to look like John Kurtz, I don't know if you want to look like John, but uh, you know, he's uh he's rocking one of those. I've got a ton of home field apparel gear in my closet, a ton of basketball specific gear as well. So go check them out. Score 15% off when you check out with the discount code 3 maw 23 homefieldapparelcom Again, 15% off with the discount code three mall 23 we'll be back to talk hoops with pearson and we come back we appreciate you supporting kc sports network by listening to our podcast you have helped us become the highest ranked chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023 and don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter the best written analysis you can find on the chiefs straight to your inbox every day kcsn.substack.com We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pearson, I want to ask you about Tyler Perry. And I know we talked about TP. Uh, a couple weeks ago ahead of the UCF game and Big 12 play. And obviously he has not shot the ball up to his standards that he is used to doing, but he is still doing other things to help contribute to Kansas State winning. And obviously the UCF game, he did shoot the ball really well. And that one been a little up and down since then from a shooting perspective, but still making big plays constantly as the ball in his hands. And I saw a video of, uh, I, I can't remember it's a video series, like kind of documentary that he is doing this year. And he was talking about in that video just last week about how big of a transition it has been for him in this system. It's making him a better player. He attested to that, but it has been a, a, a transformation for him to play lead point guard in this offense at Kansas state. Just what have you seen from him? And I think the shooting will come, but what do you make of what he's done on the floor to date? Yeah, his development's come a long way. Uh, for most people, they may look at his shooting numbers and just say, I don't know if it's really there yet or not. He's doing so many other things. Um, you know, it's it's not really his forte to to beat a guy off a dribble one-on-one. Um, or, or, you know, but he's continuing to get better and better in these ball screen actions. Um, you know, the, the double screen, he's running around the baseline to come up and get a shot. I mean, he's going to continue to find those spots where he's going to score the ball. And, you know, talking about guys like Kaluma and Carter, and RJ Jones, as they're starting to hit more and more shots, I mean, they're going to, you know, it's going to lead to him having those opportunities as well because uh, they're going to be helping over. So I'm excited to see how he's going to continue to shoot. He's going to have to lead a decent amount of games of us in the scoring column down the stretch here. I firmly believe that this this league is a copycat league and, and they're really going to own it on Kaluma moving forward after getting kind of Big 12 Newcomer of the Week awards. Um, so I'm excited to see him to continue to develop uh, really as a leader. I think the last couple of games I've been able to watch how he interacts kind of on the sideline and, and during timeouts. And, and I think just continuing to really get confidence to those guys that are playing well, those kind of, you know, seven through 11 guys that we've been talking about. Um, I saw, you know, Taj Manning's in the game. He's in the wrong spot. You know, he, him talking to him in a manner that's going to give Taj confidence to go back down the court and do it the right way. Uh, is really going to make a difference for this team here for the rest of Big 12 playing, especially with the gauntlet of the schedule. 
and we know he was he was beat up and under the weather against Oklahoma State, obviously, and and still played thirty minutes, which huge credit to him because my wife can tell you, Pearson, that uh, I'm a baby when I'm sick. So you know, I you know they call it what the man cold. I'm sure some of our our female listeners can attest to their husbands or someone like me that uh, get a cold and act like I'm dying. Uh, but anyway, so credit to him for playing 30 minutes. Like he leads the Big 12 in minutes played at over 36 per game. Uh, and that's throughout the course of the season, not just Big 12 play only. How tiresome or I guess how exhausting is it when you are the point guard and from a mental and physical perspective and you always have the ball in your hands facing that pressure? Yeah, luckily I wouldn't have to know that. Not <laughs> myself, but I mean, I've seen it throughout all the years. I mean, Kamal Stokes was always one of the most in shape guys that we had. Just, you know, all, always handling the ball, always, whether it's picking up full court and then pressure on the way back to kind of slow their offense. I mean, they called the head of a snake for a reason. And so for, for Tyler moving forward, obviously we know he was a little under the weather this last game, but just continuing to to you know, keep that conditioning, playing twice a week, staying healthy. I mean, that's going to be super key. And, and as you alluded to, this is a different role than he's had in the past. Uh, we talked about this the last time I was on here, but him not having Quest Glover is a massive change than what they thought was going to be heading into this season. Uh, we really thought we were going to be able to dominate kind of by committee, um, and he's having to take on that role. So I, I truly believe that's a big reason why his shooting numbers aren't where he's expecting it to be right now. Uh, but I've got no doubt as we continue to get guys more confidence and as we continue to lock down defensively and really push the envelope and transition, he won't have to dominate the ball um, like he kind of has been in non-conference so far. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I have the hope that with what Columbus is doing offensively, like you mentioned, he's going to be the head of scouting reports a lot moving forward. That maybe there's going to be some kickout opportunities, guys sliding down to double or you know help D on him and leaving some open kickout opportunities to TP where he can get a good look from beyond the arc. I do have to ask you just real quick about Cam Carter against Oklahoma State Pearson because I I think Cam didn't feel like he played his best game. Now, he had four turnovers. It it maybe felt like a little bit more, but he still went five of nine from the floor. He went three of seven from three, and he made huge plays down the stretch on the inbounds pass to hit what was the go-ahead game-winning basket and then buries the two free throws with nine seconds left to ice the game just – what does that say about his growth and development that he didn't let let himself get frustrated during the course of that game, which you could tell he was a little frustrated with the way he was playing, but he made plays at the end still and put that aside. For sure. I mean, that just shows that he's the heart of the team. You know, he's he, he's matured significantly, and that's not a knock on, on the player or, you know, the type of person he was last season. Uh, but you can tell no matter what's going on, you got to stay even keel um, as a leader on the court. And, and Cam may not be the most vocal guy out there, um, but you can tell he embodies what our culture is and, and kind of what Coach Tang and our staff wants at a player. Um, and so to be able to see him finish games off like that, I mean, he's worked his tail off to get to this point and in the offseason. I just kept hearing over and over in the offseason, this is this is Cam Carter's year. He's going to step up. He's going to continue to do great things, and he has played well so far. But uh, I only envision even better and better games for Cam going ahead. So for for him to be able to battle through and, and like you said, really finish that Oklahoma State game off for us, uh, it just goes to show how much work he's put in and, and he deserved to have that moment. How do you assess the the new Big 12 through the first couple of weeks, Pearson? I mean, we saw what K-State did to UCF. We saw them go on the road and win at West Virginia, which looks like a much better win than probably a lot of people thought at one point with them beating Texas and KU at all. I think the fascinating thing to me, Curry, is K-State started the league play 2-0 and everybody was like, well, it was 
fortunate break to play the schedule they did to start league play. But those two teams that you knocked off, knocked off the defending Big 12 champs in Kansas. And so what what does that state about the league? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's a bloodbath out there. Uh, it's always been the most difficult league. Um, that's for a reason. It only got better bringing in teams like Houston, BYU. I mean, Cincinnati is no joke either. Um, and obviously UCF, a lot of people who were saying, oh yeah, you beat UCF first game. Well, I think a lot of KU fans on Twitter, uh, what goes around comes around. So uh, saying things like that, I mean, it just shows you any given night, uh, anyone can beat anyone. And we almost unfortunately found out uh, the bad way there against Oklahoma State, not playing very well, not coming out with a ton of energy um, throughout that game. But uh, if we can just continue to remain focused and, and really finish out those one to two possession games, I mean, that is that is where teams either make or elevate themselves in, in the NCAA tournament rankings is, is those games under one or two possessions. I mean, I, I can remember Coach Weber harping, um, you know, from sophomore year, you know, or missing, missing the tournament freshman year and then barely getting in sophomore year and then junior year, obviously making the Elite Eight run and, and senior year winning the Big 12 championship. I mean, looking at those years and the records we had with one or two possession games, I mean, it was drastic. It was like three and 12 and then, you know, five and nine. And then it was, you know, that it started to flip the other way. It's it's a true indicator of how successful your team's going to be if you can win kind of those 50-50 games. So we look ahead to this week. K-State goes to Iowa State on Wednesday night, 8 p.m. tip at Hilton Coliseum. Then they play at Houston, obviously, number one team in Ken Palm in the country, I believe. So a really difficult two-game stretch, not that any week is going to be easy, as we just talked about. But just looking at Iowa State specifically, you play, I mean, you've been in Hilton Coliseum a lot in your career. Just how difficult of a venue is that to play in and win? Oh, it's always tough. It doesn't even matter how good Iowa State is that year, how cold it is outside. I mean, if there's one thing, I, I always compliment Iowa State fans is, is they come out masses. You can see it during the Big 12 tournament every year. They always have the most fans there, even when their team's already been eliminated. It's just crazy to me with KU and K-State so close by that they still outnumber us. So there's a lot of love, a lot of passion up there. Um, obviously, there's a rivalry with Farmageddon side of things. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see this kind of first – this first road test to see if we can get over the hump. I think we we played well enough. We played focused enough against Texas Tech to win the game, but obviously didn't finish it off. Um, so if we can come out locked in, I'll be excited to see you know that test. And then obviously, I mean, going at Houston, that's that's no joke either. I mean, final or after Final Four for them, um, it'll be an early tip on Saturday, 11 a.m. I'll be interested to see how our guys can get up for that. I know, I know, we typically practice in the morning, so I think we're going to be ready for that. I don't know about Houston. Uh, but it's just another exciting week in the Big 12. And uh, with, with a game like this against two ranked opponents, you can come out 500, um, you know, consistently, we're, we're going to be better off than not. Yeah, I think if you told me right now Kansas State would split these two games, I'd take it immediately and run. I mean, one of these road wins would be huge for this team moving forward, not only in the Big 12 race, but in the NCAA tournament outlook as well. So Hopefully Kansas State comes ready to play. They're going to have to take care of the basketball against Iowa State, which is top five in the country and turnovers forced. And we just saw what they did to TCU, forcing the most turnovers in the eight years of Jamie Dixon as the head coach of the Horned Frogs. So K-State will have to take care of the basketball. But but Pearson, what what do you think K-State's record is? I'm going to quiz you here real quick because I looked this up today and uh, was surprised. I had forgotten this. What, what would you say over the last six times K-State's played in Hilton Coliseum? What do you think their record is? Oh, gosh. Because you were a part of a couple wins. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's got to surprise me. I mean, if if I didn't 
if I didn't know that, if you know me better, I'd probably say two and four, but we got to be at least three and three or four and two. Yeah, it's it's four and two. Wow. It's four and two. And uh, that's dating back to 2017. Uh, and then, you know, last year, K-State was right there in a one possession game at the end, lost 80 to 76, but they had the ball with a chance to win late in the game. So K-State has played well in Hilton Coliseum. And I'd venture to say, if you look at all the league teams that have had to go there over that six-year stretch, K-State probably has the best record of any team in the league playing in Hilton Coliseum over that six-year stretch. So uh, hopefully they can uh, make it five and two on Wednesday night. So, hey, uh, enough about the K-State hoops here. You know, on the topic, though, of K-State athletics, a lot of great things going on at Wildcat NIL. Pearson, obviously, your partner over there. Curry Sexton as well, who we do the pod with for football. Maybe just give us the latest and and maybe some exciting news that might be coming in the near future. Absolutely, yeah, I'd, I'd love to dive into deeper on the exciting news, but I uh, can't can't say anything just yet. I'll just say uh, for all K State family out there, just just stay tuned uh, to to some of the upcoming posts here from from K State Athletics. So, uh, don't know when it'll be just yet, but but be on the lookout there. Uh, yeah, I, I would just say you know, with the transfer portal with football right now, it's such a it's such a massive topic. And NIL is necessary now for us to remain competitive and kind of elevate all of our athletic programs. I mean, it is it is the most important conversation for for student athletes on our campus, and our coaches know they need it, and they're and they're you know they're here to, you know, we need to make sure that we're arming them with the resources that that they need to, to go on and you know be competitive on the recruiting trail, both both in keeping our in our athletes here and going out to, to high schools or, or you know our transfer kids. Uh, so in order to do that, I mean, I just really encourage you know everyone everyone matters and everyone counts kind of kind of in this race for nil right now and nil is not going away so i would just encourage everyone to go, go onto our website it's catsnil.com just browse around there there's a lot of different ways to get involved a lot of them are going to revolve around things you're already doing in your day-to-day life uh, we've got a partnerships page with a lot of different things on there go check that out you know we have a membership that will be dropping some content that we're getting ready to shoot here at the end of the month uh, this can be really unique. So I would say, you know, if there's anything you just want to get, you know, started on a general level, just just sign up for that membership. It's as low as nine ninety nine a month, uh, and you'll have access to that content. And there's some other things as those levels increase. But we have events every now and again, um, and just a lot of cool partnerships. So just just go check it out. See see what's on there that kind of you know fits in with your everyday everyday life, um, and you know every every amount, everything that we're doing to just intentionally you know keep bringing awareness and. And, and fulfill these kind of NIL needs that, that our programs need to be competitive now. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of different ways to support, whether it's through the membership to your program or the local businesses that you guys have partnered with um, throughout and, and wildcatnilchecking.com as well. There's there's a ton of different opportunities that you can still support K-State athletes. You know, obviously the membership program's great, but if you're in and around Manhattan, Manhattan Brewing Company, you get the Wabash Ale, the the NIL beer, the pro, a portion of the proceeds goes back to uh, Kansas State athletes. And obviously, a lot of the great things that you guys are doing and the players and the athletes are doing from a, a charity perspective and a lot of the nonprofit activity and, you know, the Kansas State beef offensive line gear and all the sales of those hats and apparel and, you know, pounds and pounds of, of meat being donated back to, to Kansas food banks and helping people in need thousands of pounds, I believe. So uh, incredible work you guys are doing and just great K-Staters, you, Curry, Ryan, and others that are doing a ton of work and putting into this. So appreciate the heck out of you guys and encourage everybody to go to catsnil.com and check out 
the different ways that you can get involved and help support K-State student-athletes and then uh, be on the lookout for this exciting news that uh, Pearson teased out. Hopefully we'll see that here in the near future. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Can't can't wait to get it, get it rolling. I think it's going to fire everybody up. Yeah, just continue to elevate. You know, our, our only job here is to let let these kids focus on the two most important things, and that's school and their sport. Uh, and so we're just here to con- continue to provide opportunities. We're getting them involved in the community uh, with different businesses. I mean, we're handling all of that on our end. So just the more and more you can help or even just spread the word, uh, you know, every dollar counts. And, uh, you know, we're just excited to continue to build on the success that our athletic programs are having right now. Yeah, a lot of success right now. It's a pretty darn good time to be a K State fan and want to support these folks, these uh, these student athletes that are contributing to a lot of fun and enjoyment for us as fans and going to the games and watching them on TV. Because the men obviously are in a tie for first place and in, in men's basketball, four and one in league play, fourteen and four overall. The K State women creep up to number four now today in the AP poll, the highest ranking in twenty one years. They're having an incredible season. They actually are have just tipped off underway. So I think Pearson and I are probably going to go watch that as they're on the road at Waco right now. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, they pulled off an upset at Baylor as they were six and a half point underdogs. And then obviously the K State football team won nine games last year. It has a lot of talent coming back for a team that will contend in the Big Twelve. So uh, it's a fun time to be a K-State fan and uh, go support Wildcat NIL. Go to catsnil.com and help out K-State student-athletes. Appreciate you, Pearson, for uh, for jumping on with us as always and appreciate all of you guys for listening to another 3 Mob Bonus Edition. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.